is basically everything my message is about. So <laughs> we could just call it a night right here because that was beautiful. And let's give Taylor and Tanner another hand. Um, I personally want to thank you guys, and I know that everybody in this room feels the same, that there is something absolutely beautiful about being with friends and watching your friends get baptized. Um, at the UTA Wesley the other night, there was kind of a surprise baptism of one of our really great friends, and everybody's eyes were just filled with tears because there's something so cool about standing up here proclaiming your faith with your friends in the room. Um, and so we love you guys, so thank you for letting us share in that with y'all. Um, and so if you don't know me, my name is Lauren Ropkin, and I serve as a program coordinator here in our student ministries department. And I am so excited to be here with y'all tonight. As I was, like, last week, Amanda was like, Lauren, do you want the landing or United? And before she finished her sentence, I said, United, because I feel like I haven't been here in a long time. And I'm just excited, and I love James, and I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, if you don't know much about me, I work here full-time, and I'm a full-time student at UTA. And this is my first semester of doing both of those things, and it has been a semester. Um, I went gallivanting to Africa for a few weeks. Uh, we had an insane amount of snow days that, I'll be honest, I don't ever want to happen again. Sorry if you do. Uh, I'm just not a fan of the snow and missing out on life. Um, and so it's just been a semester, and this place is good, and you guys are good, and beautiful things happen here, and I'm excited. And now we're going to talk about James, um, now that I'm done with that little soapbox. So this is our last week of James. We're going to talk about James 5. This is our last series for the semester. I know if you need some Kleenex, uh, there's some in the back in the bathroom or something. Um, so we're going to talk about James. If you want a Bible and if you want to follow along, there's Bibles in the back can't tell you what page James is on, but I'm sure you can find it because y'all are grown adults almost. Uh, so we're going to, I'm going to do a little recap of what we have talked about and then we'll get into James 5. So three weeks ago we talked about James 1 and 2 and in those chapters we focused on endurance, about enduring when we feel like our strength is being tested. Um, we talked about one of Amanda's favorite verses being quick to listen, slow to anger and speak. Yeah, slow to anger and to speak. Um, this is where we began the talk of the tongue and how our speech kind of affects our lives, and sometimes it affects our lives in really great ways, and sometimes it affects our lives in really negative ways. Uh, sometimes we say too much, and sometimes we don't say enough at all. And James used a little saying that uh, faith without deeds is dead in our speech, where if we say one thing, but then we don't do anything about it, we basically might as well have just not said it. And then we continued on last week with James 3 and 4. A verse that stuck out to me in James 3 was that, If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with humility that comes from that wisdom. And that was James 3.13. This kind of says that once we've decided to start actively living a life with Christ, not only can we say that we are followers of Jesus Christ, but we need to act like that. Our actions and our words need to be one in the same. And we wrapped up last week with James 4, acknowledging the fact that we are not in control, that we can have beautiful dreams and we can have beautiful plans, but in the reality of it, God is in control, and that we don't know what's going to happen five minutes from now, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, and that's okay. We, we can have plans, we can have dreams, but we just need to be willing to allow God to enter into all of those. Now, there's a verse in James 4, 17 that says, it is a sin to know what we should do and do nothing about it. Often, you probably know what you should and shouldn't do, right? When you're thinking about doing something that you know you shouldn't do, you get that feeling in your stomach, right? I was in high school and middle school once. 
like, I know what you're thinking, like, oh, I really should go do this. But you get that feeling in your stomach that you're like, man, I know, I know I shouldn't do that. We often know what we should and shouldn't do. And sometimes we get distracted by life, we get distracted by friends, we get distracted by parents, by homework, uh, by all the temptations, by all the misuse of our words and our tongue going on out there. Um, Tonight, we sang one of my favorite songs called He is Faithful. And we sing that often here. And I love that song for the bridge. I think that's what this part is called. Uh, the part that said, He has proven His great love for us, so we will praise Him with our lives, and we will proclaim, proclaim our love for Him. And that is probably my favorite lyric in any song that we will ever sing, and it is one of my favorite lyrics to sing. Worship for me has become this time where it is like the one time a week where I do it like four times, where I can just feel like I am alone with God, that it is just me and God. Even if I'm in a room surrounded by hundreds of people, worship is a time where I just feel the closest to him. And recently, I've really, whenever I sing a worship song, whenever I say things in worship, like, I don't just want to say them, but I want to sing them to God, and I want to mean them. Like the song Oceans, I know we've sang that pretty often. Um, When we sing about God taking us where our trust is with not borders, we're asking him to help us push our limits. Say, take me wherever you want me. And whether that means going to a foreign land or going to some place that's a little sketch, like when I sing that to God, I mean that, that wherever I am called, I'm going to go there. And when I sing that I will prove his great love for me with my actions and with my life, I want to mean that in everything I do. Whether it's with my words, my thoughts, or my actions, everything that I do, I want to proclaim the love for God. And that's what you guys should do too. Whenever we sing that, we are singing that through our friendships, through our outside the church lives, wherever we are, we are proclaiming our love for God and we will do it to glorify him. James, this book is basically like a how to do life book, if nothing else. If you are lost and you don't know what to do, go read James because there's pretty much everything in there that will tell you what to do. It tells us how to endure through tough situations, how to grow in our faith daily, how to listen when we should, how to withhold judgment, I know that's a big thing for us in high school especially. Um, And how to work towards God's plan every single day. And today we're going to wrap up with James 5, which touches on some subjects that we've kind of already covered, but then it introduces some new ones. And I want to do that with three bullet points, which are on your bulletin and will appear on the screen. Um, I'm not going to read you all of James 5, although it is pretty short. And if you haven't read all of James or if you haven't been reading James with us, throughout this daily Instagram challenge, I encourage you to do so because one, it's a really quick read. Two, it's a really fantastic read. Uh, But so we're going to start with James 5, 1 through 6, which is a warning to the rich. Uh, James talks about how uh, we have the tendency to spend our lives here just focusing on earthly treasures, just focusing on everything that is not God. Now we build ourselves up here. He uses that as a term of fattening ourselves for slaughter. We just become so engrossed in the daily riches of life that we forget why we're actually here. Uh, James kind of puts it a little bluntly and says that if we place our identity in things as opposed to Christ, we will always be incomplete. That we can't find that wholeness through things, and we can't find that wholeness through the new iPhone, and we can't find that wholeness through your crush in your math class. That the only way that you can find true completeness is through Jesus Christ. We continue on in James with 7 through 12, where he talks about patience and endurance. And he talks about being patient for the Lord's return. Uh, Bullet number two is that there is a difference in being lazy, or wait, there's a difference in being patient and being lazy. You can switch up the order if you want to. Uh, How many of you would describe yourselves as patient? 
Dang. I'm not raising my hand. I'm not patient. Um, how many of you would describe yourselves as being lazy? I'm going to say that there's probably a lot more hands that should go up in that moment, and that's okay. Um, but we have to acknowledge the fact that there is a difference there. Uh, here, being patient for the Lord's return does not mean waiting around until a scene from Left Behind happens and we're all taken to a different place. That was a 90s reference. I don't know if really anybody except for the adults got that. Okay, you did. Um, but being patient means daily doing works to glorify, God, to glorify God and to grow closer to God each and every day. And then in James 5, we move on to verses 13 through 18, and this is my favorite part where it talks about the power of prayer. How many of you actually can honestly say that we pray on a daily basis? You don't have to raise your hand, but I want you to think about it. Actually, truly, and honestly, praying on a daily basis. Not praying that you pass your test. Not praying that you get the new Xbox. Not praying that that boy or girl in your math class will like you. But actually spending time talking with God. Uh, the point that I want to make here is that prayer does not change things. But prayer changes us and we can change things. That is not my own. This is me citing it, that that is a quote from, I think, Mother Teresa. Uh, prayer is not begging God for all these things, but prayer is talking to God. James says that um, prayer, when you, when you are sad and you pray, y'all, hold on, I just got so off. This is not even funny. Okay, <laughs> moment of truth. Grace, okay. So prayer offered in faith sparks a fire inside of us that can move mountains. That is not the prayer that is moving the mountains, but that is us feeling the faith and putting actions into this world. The final section talks about uh, James restoring wandering believers. And a wise person once told me that this comes after prayer being powerful for a specific reason, that these books in the Bible are not put together at random order but that wandering believers can be restored through the power of prayer. Whether you yourself are struggling with your faith, whether you have a friend that is struggling with faith, I encourage you to pray for them. I encourage you to ask people to pray for you. I encourage you to lean on the people in this room because prayer is powerful. And James 5.16 says, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. To be righteous, we must live righteously. That is choosing a path with God and allowing God to come in and affect every aspect of your life. I think I've said this statement like 12 times in the past two months. That we just have to open our heart and allow God to just come into everything that we do. Everything that we say, everything, every situation that we are around. We have to allow him to come into that moment. We sang that song that we want to proclaim our love for him, and we have read through James together on this how-to book, and now it is your turn to put that into action. James can equip you with so many tools about how to live a life in thriving with Christ. And today we had the privilege of experiencing a beautiful baptism where two people came forward and proclaimed their life for Jesus Christ. And not only were they proclaiming that, but they were showing you guys that they, from this moment out, they are going to live a life with Christ. And you guys read on the board that you are going to help them and you're going to hold them accountable to living a life with Christ. Through the study of James, we have learned an insane amount. And if you only remember one thing, that's fine. But I challenge you, for whatever you have learned, or whatever you haven't read yet, but that you're going to go read this week, because I know you all will, to put that into action. Because the power of prayer and the power of study and the power of time with God is beautiful and powerful. And so we have thrown a lot at you, but my favorite thing about James 5 that I really want you to remember is the power of prayer. 
So in a second, we're going to go into our breakout groups where you're going to do some activities, and you're really going to dig deeper into all of that. But right now, I'm going to pray for you guys. And I'm going to pray over this room, and I'm going to pray for everybody, and we're all going to pray together. But what I want you to do is take your hands and put them on the shoulders next to you. I know. They are either, you're either sitting next to your biggest crush, or you're sitting next to someone that smells really bad, but it's okay. Just put your hands on their shoulders. Are we good? Are we good? Okay. I'll give you your time. I know putting your hands on your shoulders is the craziest thing you guys have ever done. All right. Will you guys pray with me? Dear holy and loving God, I thank you for this day. And I thank you for each and every person in this room. I thank you for the silly moments of laughter and the singing and this safe place that you provide us to come with, whether we are on fire for you or whether we just don't even know you, God. I thank you for this time where we can where we can sing praises to your name and where we can see our friends get baptized and proclaim their love for you, God. Um, and I pray that you take everything that we have learned and everything that we have heard from James and you just put it to work in our lives, God, that you use us as a vessel in this world for you, God, that you take us from this place and that we are not lazy, but we are patient for you, and we are actively working towards that calling each and every day, God. I thank you for this time, and I thank you for these friends, God. In your name we pray. Amen.